0: This is One North Stories. Our goal here is quite simple. We provide hyper-local, brand-based storytelling at the intersection of science, technology, and business here in Singapore, with a global perspective. We are starting with a launch series focused on technology startups, and then plan to take the podcast broader, telling our stories, your stories, about the Singapore deep tech ecosystem. Whether you work as a venture capitalist on Sand Hill Road or in Southeast Asia, already doing R&D in Singapore or perhaps a student dreaming big about technology or someone in between. Join us to learn about the exciting technology being developed in our labs in Singapore, their translation journeys to market and the inspirational people coming together to make yesterday's dream reality. If you have future episode ideas, segment ideas, or want to partner with us on this exciting journey, please get in touch. Our contact details are in the show notes. These are our stories. We hope they inspire you to create your own. And now, on to the show.
1: So basically, by mixing this uh, uh, polymer in the soil, farmers are increasing their soil's water holding capacity. Soil will be moist for the longer time. Okay, this then. is the basic technology. Though we are saying it's polymer, but it's a certified organic product. We got the certification from Japan, uh, Europe and USDA. Uh, We also got the biodegradable certificate. It's 100% biodegradable within 12 months of the application. So after 12 months, you will not find any residue left behind in the soil. Currently, we are manufacturing 20 metric ton a month. And uh, we are uh, uh, already uh, started building the... A uh, large manufacturing unit, uh, which will be producing 100 metric ton a month. We started, although as a agtech company, uh, solving the water scarcity in the agriculture. But uh, in last couple of years, we also got that this product can be used in the sanitary napkins, diapers, ice pack, uh, in the cosmetic. So there are many other applications we are exploring.
2: We discovered novel bacteria that degrades like all the other plastic types, but it cannot degrade polypropylene which is taking 40% portion of entire plastics. They already have 95% of PP, but there are like impurity plastics, 2 to 5%. So we are only going to specifically target that plastic types to be degraded. We are done with five liter, which is a lab scale, but we ordered 100 liter scale of fermenter and after seeing that i think like end of next year we'll start over 1 ton scale and that's like like second poc <laughs> our customers want um us to treat 30 tons a day is, which is 10000 tons per year and for that we need like 800 tons uh of fermenter so that will be like 2025 or 2026
3: uh, Galacteria is very interesting that uh, they are living in hot springs. Mm. They can grow in a very harsh environment, like a high acidity or a high temperature, where no other viruses or no other algae can survive. Number one application is a precious metal recycling, in other words, other mining, uh, because they are very good at recover. Mm-hmm. precious metals yeah, yeah. in out of the solution, especially for, I mean, the gold mm. and the paradigm. We are developing a product yeah. to absorb uh, precious metals from the industry wastewater. If you can do uh, urban mining, mm. you should be able to do natural mining. And there are the segment called ASGM, small mines all over the world, which has uh, maybe 15 million people working over there, and accounts for 20% of overall gold production. But the working environment is very bad. The some of those mines they use the mercury as a catalyst to retrieve gold, and as you may know, mercury is very toxic and harmful to your health. So they got get ill, and it is reported that three to $6 data patients are suffering.
0: Today, we have a bonus episode. As mentioned previously, during the Hello Tomorrow Asia Pacific Summit 2023, we got the opportunity to interview all 15 finalists. This episode delivers three of those interviews. First, we have Purin with EF Polymer from India slash Japan. He shares about their solutions for water conservation for soil-based crop farming. Second, we have Jenny from Rupla in Korea. They are developing and scaling solutions for plastic recycling. Specifically, their technology takes in mixed plastic waste and eliminates all plastic types other than polypropylene, allowing high-quality polypropylene to enter the circular economy. The final interview is with Tadashi Tenemoto-san with Galdiria in Japan. They are leveraging specific algae for precious metal recovery. This is suitable for urban mining, that is extracting precious metals from spent electronics, as well as traditional small-scale gold mining. Ideally, replacing mercury as a go tool extraction tool. Enjoy the conversations. We are here with Perrin from EF Polymer. Welcome to Singapore Perrin. Welcome Thank to you. the Hello Tomorrow Summit. Thank you. We're, we're happy to have you here. Could you please give us a, a quick introduction to yourself, and then the company EF Polymer and,
1: and what you guys are working on? Sure. I am Puran, Puran Singh Rajput. I'm from India. There is a small village. From where I am, I, I completed my graduation in electrical engineering. Uh, since my parents are into the agriculture and I have seen the water scarcity problem uh, our families is facing, so I, along with my uh, friend, uh, he is again... Uh, from the same village, we started working uh, together on a on a science project in school, I would say. So this was to how we can minimize the irrigation water requirement, basically. Okay, <laughs> and how, how long ago was this science project started? So it was started in like 20, 2015, 2016 something. When we were into our higher secondary education, we presented this to the National Science Fair organized by the government of India we won that award and then we just like we entered into the agriculture uh, engineering and we started this working more on deeper and then we got the support from the professors eventually support from the local government and uh, one of the key concern was uh, getting the financials to support this work so we started pitching uh, this idea to the multiple events initially we we were not getting selected and uh, we were thrown out but eventually we I would say we got the trick how to crack those uh, pitching events, and then we started winning those. Uh, along with those uh, events, we were getting all were also getting good suggestions how to uh, build, how to be more unique, and uh, solving all those challenges that we, we have actually not learned in the in the on the business side and other things.
0: Can you share a little bit? I mean, so it's to solve water scarcity for agriculture. <laughs> yeah. Can you share a little bit about your technology. I mean, sure. ultimately, what, what are you doing and then yeah, how would like a, a farmer right. or a farm owner use
1: it? Right, right, right. So basically in agriculture, if you look at the developing countries, right, the irrigation technologies are still not so much. There are very few irrigation technologies and those technologies are, we call them mechanical irrigation technologies. So like drip irrigations, sprinklers, mulching, hydroponics, all those are available. But when we speak from the Indian farmers perspective, who are having a land herding of less than one hectare, which is also scattered in like multiple portions. So it's very hard for them to deploy these mechanical irrigation technologies at the field. And it requires a significant capital investment as well. So what they need is a very simple, unique solution. So that's where we come in. We developed the superabsorbent polymer, which is traditionally been being used in the sanitary napkins and diapers, where the main function was to absorb the liquid discharge coming, right? Uh, The little advancement what we did, we not only created the organic nature of this superabsorbent polymer, but we made this in a way where it absorbs the water and releases it back to the soil only when soil starts getting dry. So basically, by mixing this uh, uh, polymer in the soil, farmers are increasing their soil's water-holding capacity. So soil feel, soil will be moist for the longer time. Okay, This fan- is the basic technology.
0: Thanks, fantastic. I mean, so you use the word polymer, but you also use the word organic. Yes. So, I mean, polymer is maybe a little bit scary for people right. when you're thinking about soil. Right. So what is in your polymer?
1: So basically, uh, yeah, because the technology itself is a super-absorbent polymer, that's why we are keeping the polymer but uh, we name it eco-friendly polymer and that's from here it's an EF polymer the company name we got. So uh, though we are saying it's polymer but it's a certified organic uh, product we got the certification from Japan, uh, Europe and USDA. Uh, We also got the biodegradable certificate it's 100% biodegradable within 12 months of the application. So uh, after 12 months you will not find any residue left behind in the soil. So it's completely safe for the soil and climate.
0: So this is something maybe that would be spread just like a fertilizer. Yes. Or
1: yeah. So yeah. at the time of sowing, we recommend farmers to use it simply by mixing with the seed or mixing with any kind of fertilizers they may be using, or uh, as simple as mixing with the soil. Taking some soil from the, your farm is itself and mix uh, around like five to seven kg per acre and spread it. Uh, just uh, only condition it has to go under the soil because the water it will be absorbing. If it is on the surface, it will not directly be used by plant. This plant use the water with the help of root and roots okay. is under the okay, soil. Okay, makes
0: sense. So it needs to be tilled underneath, yeah, essentially. Yeah, right. You have a Japanese connection. Yes. Can you share a little bit about how did that start and then what, what is the connection? How does it mature till right,
1: today? Right. So um, when, as an early stage startup, we were only like working this as a project. We were keep applying for the pitching events. And uh, then we applied for some of the international pitching events, and we find that these are more interesting events. Not only from the from the you know learning and uh, getting to know more things, but uh, from the exploring and learning about uh, the problems which we are trying to solve here in India. It's not only a problem for India; it's a global problem. So, getting that perspective, we applied for the different different programs. And one such program was a startup accelerator program from Okinawa Institute of Science and Technology. It's a graduate university. They only hired PhD student. This is one vertical for them doing the research. And the second vertical for them was the innovations. So in the innovation vertical, they hire two startups each year from the, around the world. And in 2019, it was uh, one startup of arts and one is, uh, another one is from the Russia. So two startups got selected. I and my co-founder decided to give up from the current... Uh, I was currently working at that time. So I decided to give my current job to uh, start working full-time on on the EF Polymer only. My friend, he, he was like in the third year of education of his agriculture engineering. He decided to drop from the college and then we both went to Japan. We work with the polymer scientists over there and uh, they helped us a lot in terms of uh, taking this product from laboratory to the manufacturing say. So yeah, this is how we got to the Japan. Um, You're manufacturing
0: now, you are shipping product. You you, you shared earlier um, before the interview. Mm -hmm. How much are you manufacturing right now?
1: So currently we are manufacturing 20 metric ton a month and uh, we are uh, uh, already started building the uh, large manufacturing unit, uh, which will be producing 100 metric ton a month.
0: 100 metric tons a month. Yeah, And And that's in India.
1: Yeah, that's in okay. India. The current production facilities we are having in India. From here, we are supplying in the India market to Japan and USA. And in future, we are planning to localize the production. For that, we are doing a heavy research on utilizing local resources, whatever local resources at a small geographical level available. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about your feedstock? I mean, it's certified organic, certified
0: biodegradable product. What goes into the materials that, that go into your polymer?
1: Okay. So basically, we are utilizing the fruit peels, uh, fruit peels like orange peel, banana peel, sugarcane bagasse. Yeah, these are uh, uh, some of our key raw materials. We extract uh, pectin and cellulose from the orange peel, uh, banana peels, and uh, sugarcane bagasse uh, that go through our unique patented process of polymerization, which allow us to uh, keep this product organic and also a zero waste process. The whole process that we develop.
0: So you have like supplier relationships with like,
1: I'll make up juice companies or yes. things like yes, that? Yes, 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 yes. So, yeah, uh, these pills we we source from the juice manufacturing companies. There are some Ayurvedic companies. It's it's a science of medicine. So over there, these companies use the organic uh, fruit pills only. So, yeah.
0: Okay. What's next for you at EF Polymer? I mean, you're scaling
1: up and then what do you do after that? I mean, expand, right? Sure. So uh, we are still, I would say, at an early stage. We just completed our uh, series A around uh, 4 million uh, from the Japanese uh, venture capital. Uh, now our focus is to, uh, to expand and scale up the, uh, the organization by approaching more and more farmers, uh, mostly small and uh, marginal farmers. But at the same time, we are also trying to expand our market in countries like US, where farmhold size is quite large. So this is the plan. Uh,
0: Okay. So you said you, you just finished your Series A. Congratulations. Thank you.
1: So besides money, what
0: else do you guys need to to scale, to, to expand?
1: Right. There are a lot of things that definitely required apart from the money. One such thing, and I would say we are pretty fortunate enough to get this kind of support is a mentorship from the experienced people, industry expert. We often get connected and people are so kind to help us. This may be because we are trying to solve this kind of unique problem or we as a kid who started (laughs) working on this kind of uh, uh, product so yeah so i think a mentorship networking and then uh, connecting to the different different people knowing about the different problems so um, we started although as a tech company uh, solving the water scarcity in the agriculture but uh, in last couple of years we also got that uh, this product can be used in the sanitary napkins diapers ice pick uh, in the cosmetic so there are many other applications we are exploring, and that's all coming from the peoples like you and others who are once they listen to the product, they they share like can it be used in this application also? And yeah,
0: already expanding, looking to expand your product line and product yeah. offerings, or maybe right. partners right. to take your core technology yes. and incorporate it into their FMCGs yep. or right. or whatnot.
1: Right, right. Okay,
0: anything else you you want to share today?
1: Uh, so, yeah, here at uh, Hello Tomorrow uh, Asia Pacific, uh, EF Polymer is being selected as a finalist among the fifteenth. And, uh, yeah, it's been a great event so far. Okay, great. Well, thanks. Thanks for your time, Perin. Thank you. Hello, we
0: are here during the lunchtime at the Hello Tomorrow Asia Pacific Summit. I'm with Thamun from Ripla, a company looking at revolutionizing plastic recycling um, through bacteria. Welcome to Singapore. Welcome to Hello Tomorrow. Welcome to One North Stories.
2: Hello, thank you.
0: So, can you share with us starting out um a little bit about your background mm-hmm. um and then the company that that you founded?
2: Yeah. So, I originally wanted to have my company like from 7 years old, but um in high school I met like multiple people from recycling companies and they all wanted the same thing that they want to eliminate certain type of plastics. So from then I started this company to eliminate certain type of plastic out of one kind of plastic. And yep, so it was from 2016 and
0: my name is (laughs) Oh, So did you study chemical engineering or something in school and then founded the company out of the technical background? How Actually, did that go?
2: yeah, I started this company from high school. So when entering the university, I like automatically selected my major to be bioengineering.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So bioengineering and then you graduated and then. I couldn't. Have, have you graduated or you? you <laughs> I
2: couldn't graduate.
0: <laughs> okay. I just
2: hired a lot of PhDs just to make this happen.
0: So you saw the opportunity, stopped school and yes. went into the company full-time? Yes. Okay. So tell us a little bit about what's the technology in the company.
2: So we discovered novel bacteria that degrades like all the other plastic types, but it cannot degrade polypropylene, which is taking 40% portion of entire plastics. So our main goal is to find more customers and PP recycling companies, and they all want to eliminate other plastic kinds than PP and want to remain like they already have 95% of PP, but there are like impurity plastics, two to 5%. So we are only going to specifically target that plastic types to be degraded.
0: Okay, so it's essentially like a purity filter. Yes, right. Is that, is that <laughs> fair to say? Yeah. Okay, so what type of scale are you currently doing this at? Is it, are you in the lab scale or kind of pilot production?
2: We're in the middle, so we are done with 5-liter, which is a lab scale, but we ordered a 100-liter scale of fermenter. It is uh, installed until October, so from November, we'll start 70-liter fermenting from then.
0: Okay, and how, how long does that process take?
2: It takes, I think, for st- stability, I think it will take one month. But if we go commercially, then it will be a continuous process. So the customers have to wait like one month, but after that it will be like continuously. Okay. Just continual yeah. feed through and yeah. then feed out. Yeah. FIFO. <laughs> <laughs>
0: F-I-F-O. And so you're, you're going to install this, this pilot 100 liter facility end of this year. Yes. And then kind of when that's successful, what's next? Cause I mean, I would say a hundred liters maybe sounds still small.
2: Yeah, right. Actually, it's a kind of middle of lab and it's just like a little POC. And after seeing that, I think like end of next year, we'll start over one ton scale. And that's like, like second POC. <laughs>
0: okay. So one ton scale. And then, but then ultimately you said it's a flow through process. Yes. So then let's say, what would be, let's say a daily, daily rate that, that you could do?
2: Yeah. So actually our customers want um, us to treat Thirty tons a day is, which is ten thousand tons per year, and for that we need like eight hundred tons uh, of fermenter. So that will be like twenty twenty five or twenty twenty six.
0: Okay, thirty tons a day. Who would be, let's say, your first customer, like a municipal waste or municipal recycling type? Uh, actually, or?
2: like like most of recycling companies are held by just private companies. So we have three letter of intents in South Korea. Okay. So first, I think we'll just go to customers who have a PP recycling process. In the-
0: okay, so people who are already existing PP recyclers in South Korea. Yeah. Any plans to go international or kind of true first and then expand?
2: That's like our goal to do it. We were working on it, but we didn't like much work on it as much. So <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. You mentioned um, kind of before we started, you have a second product line. Can you share a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. So we met over 200 workers in recycling plants and they all wanted, like, we need a plastic type detector and the technology is already prevalent, but the cost is like way too much for them. So we just made plastic type detector, which is very cheap and easy to use.
0: So this is for manual sorting or kind of machine-based sorting?
2: We do not do sorting because if we add sorting, it will be like very high price, but actually they just wanted to like know what the type of plastic is. So we just made some like handy type plastic detector, which is very cheap and some automatic plastic reader, but it does not sort. It just tells you the data that it has like 98% purity of one kind of plastic. Okay. And
0: this is a product that you're shipping or...
2: Yeah. Yeah. We are like, we sometimes do customizing too. So.
0: Okay. Any international sales or is all that in Korea so far?
2: Actually, we had one international customer and like we had some like competition there, so we lost one customer, but it's okay. Yeah. So we don't have international customer yet, but we're always being there.
0: Okay. Can we talk a little bit about the the bacteria that you use? It's the bacteria that, that you said earlier is, is providing this filter to To get to the hundred percent PP, how how does that work, and how, kind of how did you guys discover that?
2: Yeah, so for some explanation for the fermenter, it's horizontal structure, and the bacteria medium is only filled like forty percent of that. So we re- you can use uh, reuse the medium over and over again, and the plastic goes into that bioreactor and goes through the journey of being degraded. Of other plastic types and the bacteria degrades other plastic types because it has like kind of weaker weaker chemical structure than polypropylene. So only polypropylene will not react with the bacteria, actually the enzyme emitted from the bacteria and then it will go through and there is some like oil generated from degrading other plastic kinds but These bacteria have, like, metabolism for fatty acids, so it also degrades oil to water and carbon dioxide.
0: Okay, so then the output of this is the 100% polypropylene. Yes. Which then I assume goes back into the circular economy, can just be sold as a commodity good. Right. Are there any other outputs that are waste streams that uh, the people using this equipment could uh, commercialize?
2: There's not output, but there's other usage that I heard that when you chemical recycle plastic, you should not have additives and but also applying to material recycling. So but our bacteria they feel like they <laughs> they are more easy to degrade additives than other plastic types. So actually additives are degraded first than plastics. So actually it's very useful because additives are very like hard to selectively degrade, but this bacteria can do that. So it's good for like material recycling and also chemical recycling. And I heard that like the clothes are like huge problem of fashion industry, but our bacteria can degrade clothes faster than like existing plastics. So it will be beneficial (laughs) to degrade clothes eco-friendly.
0: Okay. I was going to say what's what's after plastics, but you just answered. I mean, <laughs> it's fashion, it's, it's clothes, Yes, helping with that waste stream as well. What do you guys need? I mean, you, you kind of have this plan that, that you laid out trying to scale up, let's say beyond, beyond money. What type of partners do you need as you, as you progress, as you grow as a company?
2: We are finding partners uh, in other countries because it I think it's efficient to have partners in other countries rather than just doing it all ourselves. So we're finding trustful partners who have um specialties in biochemistry.
0: Okay, thank you. Um anything else that, that you want to share with us today?
2: Yeah, I think um more people if people could like aware that clean plastic or like one kind of plastic is important for recycling, it would be very grateful.
0: Okay, so we should sort our recycling. So, yes. Okay.
2: Yeah. For those who have interest, you can find me as Alice Saw S U H in LinkedIn. Just search for Repla
4: R E P-L-A.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. Yep.
4: Thank you. Good afternoon, everybody. And we are currently at the Hello Tomorrow Apex Summit. The pitches are in progress for the finalists. And we have one of the finalists with us today. Tadashi Tanimoto-san, who's the co-founder and CEO of Gauderia. And their whole proposition is to do microalgae for precious metal recovery and as well as other applications. So mm-hmm. welcome.
3: Uh, thank you very much. Uh, yeah. Good afternoon.
4: Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Is this your first time in Singapore? How did you get you know into Galderia and founding this company? Uh,
3: okay, so Galderia is like a technological company, but my career is mm-hmm. more like a consulting, management mm-hmm. consulting. And I spent five years uh, in a management consulting firm in mm-hmm. Japan. And then after that, I went to the United States Silicon Valley mm-hmm. to help the startup company over there mm-hmm. to have a, a relationship, affiliation with mm-hmm. large corporations in Japan and mm-hmm. Asia. Mm-hmm. So, and after that, I was kind of thinking about uh, take, doing that by myself instead of doing the consulting and I went back to Japan mm-hmm. and I started up a software business. Oh, wow. Okay. And then did IPO. And after mm-hmm. that, I was looking for another challenge. Mm-hmm. and met with an interesting serious, serial entrepreneur mm-hmm. who is researching microalgae mm-hmm. and doing business for microalgae. Mm-hmm. And with him, we started up this company.
4: So why sustainability? What prompted you to you know get involved in this particular aspect, this type of deep tech?
3: That's a good point. I think there are two things. One is actually, I'm sorry, I forgot the name of the movie in English, but that is made by Argo. An inconvenience An Truth, yes. Yeah. That was actually very shocking to me. Mm-hmm. That is one reason. And the second reason was uh, I had a child, two mm-hmm. child after that, and mm-hmm. they are growing. Mm-hmm. So combining these two issues. Before then, I was, uh, because I was young and I was just thinking about myself or mm-hmm. a small circle. Yeah. But after experience the birth or uh, seeing the movie, I was more thinking about the future mm. of the planet, even if I died, after mm. some time I died. And then very interested in, say, sustainability yeah. in business or technology. At that time, I happened to meet with this technology. So then I thought, okay, that's it.
4: Wow, that's really inspiring. So mm-hmm. now that you you know you met your co-founder, the technology. So how did you get started? What were the first steps like?
3: Um, it is a very kind of casual mm-hmm. uh, because okay, this is a good thing. So why don't we start up some project? Mm-hmm. But in Japan, maybe yeah, this is here, but in Japan it is kind of easier mm-hmm. to start up as a company itself in terms of the registration. So at this moment, at that moment, we founded the company, uh, but it was more like a project. Uh, But uh, we got the fortune to get the government grant uh, before uh, meeting with the VCs, because that time it was too early to have money with uh, a VC, uh, but uh, because of the grant, we could start the business.
4: So for our listeners, what year was that?
3: Hey, that was actually uh, 2015, so like eight, eight years, years ago. ago. Yeah.
4: So let us talk a little bit about the technology. So what is Galderia?
3: Okay, Galderia is a microalgae. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever see, heard about Chlorella or Euglena or Spirulina? Yes, Not, yes. That is kind of a very small algae. In other words, a planet, type of a planet. You can eat, or um, that might uh, produce something very good. But uh, Gardelia yeah. is very interesting that uh, they are living in hot springs, yeah. and which is very rare. And then, because of that nature, they can grow in a very harsh environment, like a high acidity or a high temperature, where no other viruses or no other algae can survive. And the second one is they have a two mechanisms to grow. Basically, because they are plant, if you have a sunlight, you can photosynthesize. But even if it's a dark room, where most of the algae cannot grow, but it can grow as long as you get some nutrition. And if you have both, uh, you grow fast And ended up with, they can, uh, you will not be worried about, say, contamination. Oh. In other words, interference from the other algae or other viruses. And also growing speed is very high.
4: Wow. So with Gaudiria, like how are you harnessing these properties? Like what is essentially your company doing with this wonderful technology?
3: Yeah. Okay. So that's a good point. So growing, it's just growing, you know, right? So we grow the Gaudiria and we have a couple of applications. And actually number one application is a precious metal recycling. In other words, urban mining, uh, because. I don't know the actual reason why, but it might be because they are living in hot springs. Sometimes hot springs have melted metals in the water, uh, maybe that, that, that is the reason, but uh, they are very good at recover mm-hmm. precious metals yeah, yeah. In, out of the solution, especially for I mean, gold mm. and palladium. So, utilizing that characteristics, we are developing a product yeah. to absorb uh, precious metals from the industry wastewater, actually. In other words, un- un- only us can retrieve the precious metal out of some kind of very difficult or very dilute solution.
4: Gotcha. So it's the same to of pitch, and you also mentioned applications in food as well as, like, toxin.
3: Yes, things. yes. And uh, When I say toxic mining, of course, you know, if you can do uh, urban mining, you should be able to do a natural mining so for going to the mountains and take take out the gold out of it and there are the segment called ASGM in other words small mines all over the world which has maybe 15 million people working over there and accounts for 20% of overall gold production which wow. is 3.5 billion dollars Wow, wow. Uh, but the working environment is very bad. The some of those uh, mines are not registered, yet registered in other words illegal, uh, oh, and okay. uh, most importantly, they use the mercury as a catalyst to retrieve gold, and they do uh, doing that process with bare hands. Mm-hmm. And as you may know, mercury is very toxic and harmful to your health, so they got get ill, and it is. Reported that three to six million dollar patients are suffering from that toxic substance, including a kid.
4: Wow, that's like something that I would say I haven't heard of. So thank you for telling us. Uh um, So you also mentioned applications in food. Yeah.
3: Okay, so these two, say, precious metal absorbent, Mm -hmm. can be done by cell wall of the uh, Garderian product and then cell content can be utilized for other purposes. So we separate cell wall and cell content, and cell wall for the precious metal recycling or mining. And then cell content can be utilized for food. So because it has very good ingredients, very good protein, with very good high score of uh, amino acid. And also, because of the time, we cannot uh, uh, speak too much Mm -hmm. presentation, but it has Interesting substance like uh, glycogen oh, okay. or some uh, difficult to pronounce, and maybe nobody <laughs> knows, but the uh, name, which is good for your head.
4: Oh, okay, okay. So,
3: antioxidant.
4: Oh, okay. So, those okay. can
3: be included. So, we sell the content of the microalgae in the so as like a as a food. And sometimes right. it might be an ingredient. Uh, for cosmetics or oh, okay. other purposes.
4: So like an extract, a supplement sort of thing? Yeah, right. Okay. H- how do you incorporate into cosmetics?
3: Oh, okay. That's a good point. And that should be a long story because you know, we can never be a cosmetic brand,
4: right?
3: Yeah. Maybe like a cosmetics with a girl <laughs> Nobody want to buy. You have to put a better, a fancier name. So oh, we should uh, work with a cosmetic company. Oh, okay. So and. Uh, This is very early stage, so we just uh, start conversation Mm -hmm. uh, with those companies and what kind of thing they would like to get and what kind of value we can add to them.
4: Okay, that's really interesting. Yeah, but
3: in general, not only the food, but also the cosmetic Mm -hmm. company or or industry is going toward natural ingredients. Yes, yes, yes. So from that point of view, uh, it matches with their need.
4: Yeah, definitely. I would say I'm I'm a big cosmetics fan, so that's Uh why I like definitely wanted to know, you know, about that particular aspect. So it seems that you're getting so much from this microalgae, right? You're getting the cell wall. You're using the content. You're really maximizing the use. So where do you see your company in the next, you know, two, five, ten years? What are your goals?
3: Okay, so two years is kind of very simple (laughs) because we have to survive. (laughs) Yes. And get the revenue.
4: Yeah.
3: And so from that point of view, it is part of the Q&As in mm-hmm. pitch, but we cannot do these three businesses mm-hmm. at that time. Of course, you know, we have to start with something, mm-hmm. and which is for us is a precious metal recovery as well, mm-hmm. urban mining. So in two years, right now we are just somewhere between R&D to mm-hmm. commercialization. Mm-hmm. On the verge of the commercialization. Mm -hmm. So in two years, we should be somebody Mm who can really sell the product in that segment. That is two years ago. Mm -hmm. And what what did you say? Five Five years years and ten years. So then for the five years, Mm -hmm. I believe we should be one of the major players for the precious metal Mm -hmm. recovery. That is one thing. And Mm -hmm. in five years, we should be able to release some interesting food. Or even uh-huh. some uh, ingredient for the oh. cosmetics. Right. And then okay. 10 years, of course, we would like to be very big in steel, precious metal recycling plus food. And we add that kind of a mercury stuff, you know, to help the environment of uh, gold mine yes, and improve gotcha. working environment for the people yeah. working over there.
4: That's really cool. In five years, I'll keep a lookout at cosmetic stores for your products. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So is there anything, you know, you would like to, you know, conclude with? Any other things you would like to share with us? Not too much,
3: but as I said, I spent six years in Silicon Valley and okay. I was born and raised in Tokyo Japan, mm-hmm. but went to Silicon Valley. And after that, I, when I do business, I really would like to develop mm-hmm. some global business not the local business. And uh, the goal of uh, Galderia is, say, contribute, contribute to somebody or some issues, global issues, not only Japan. Yeah. So that is our goal.
4: Thank you so much, uh, Tarashi. It's really amazing being able to talk to you and super inspirational interview. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. I enjoyed the same <laughs> Enjoy your time in Singapore.
0: And with that, thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, Please help to grow the show by sharing with a friend or colleague. Please also hit like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to look out for future episodes as we explore the intersection of science, technology and business in Singapore together.